I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. And welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the South. We'd like to say a special thank you to the folks listening out on the West Coast. We've seen a lot of growth through California as we go up through Oregon and over to Idaho. Y'all are listening and we want to say thank you. As we were picking out this week's subject, I was scrolling through some headlines and I ran upon something and it totally shocked me. What if I told you that something that represents American pride, countless stories, poems, and songs that have been written about it that makes you proud to be an American, that is looked upon as some people to be a tribute to the devil? That's right, Lucifer. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode as we travel to New York Harbor for the Statue of Liberty. So, Scotty, you know, we just got back from vacation. So, where'd you go this? You didn't even tell me where you were headed. Well, we went, I would say, south of Sarasota, Florida, to a place that's called Palm Island, or there's Boca Grande. They're both of them are little small islands. You actually have to take a ferry to get on it. Great trip. We actually drove, and it was about a 12-hour drive for us. I can't tell you how many crazy folks that we saw that looked like they're in a hurry to get somewhere awful quick. But what was amazing was, I guess now that summer is approaching, we've kind of loosened the regulations and restrictions with the pandemic and people are starting to, I mean, really kind of crave getting out and about. You can definitely see it. What was evident to me was on the freeway, you can't go a quarter of a mile and you don't run into four or five I, I guess travel trailers or you've yeah. got motorhomes. People are out and about and wanting to, to travel and take vacation. Twice a week I run down to Walmart and run through there without a mask just to make people mad because I can. <laughs> well a lot of places are really loosening it up. Now I will say that where we were, they were still wear a mask or you don't come in. But I think people are realizing that they can with some confidence and reassurance, get out and about and start vacation. And as a result, I mean, just think about the wonderful places that we have to visit. I mentioned that people gravitate to the beach, like myself. You've got people that want to go to the mountains. You've got people that want to visit the museums and the monuments at Washington, D.C., Mount Rushmore, the Grand Canyon. There's just a wealth of places to go. New York City, now that you bring up New York City, I watched something the other night. You, and you know how bad I am of a history buff. I love that stuff. You sound like Mike, my husband. He loves that sort of thing. Course, well, did y'all sit back and watch National Treasury with Nicolas Cage and all oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's fascinating. I probably watched it three or four times because I, I think there's a little bit of history that's kind of mixed in that with a lot of fiction. A little fluff, so Yeah, to but speak. there's a lot of things with the Freemasons and that sort of thing. Now, it is pretty cool to sit back and think that maybe there was all that gold buried beneath the city that the founding fathers hid for someone to find later to use. I mean, that is just truly intriguing that maybe it could be there. Well, I mean, you even have the Curse of Oak Island 
that is talking about the Freemasons and that you've got the Spanish and the the history that goes on with all of these different countries that supposedly went over to Oak Island and Nova Scotia and have buried all of this hidden treasure. So it kind of goes along with what you're saying there. Now, since you brought up the Freemasons, you know, in my eyes, and, and that everybody that's ever been associated with the Freemasons have been the good guys. You know, they really try hard. They do stuff for the community. Of course, everything's behind closed doors is secret. Yeah. But, you know, there's rumors that they got. Is the word infiltrated? Is that it? Or how do you say that word? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm close on it. I, I may not, my, my language not. Hey, anytime that you and I get close to a word, we move on, okay? Yeah, we, say, yeah. we claim victory on that word and we move on. Now, somebody else that's sitting there listening may be laughing and laughing, and, and I don't mind because I can tell you I can butch up the best of them. So to me, you're close enough, so I, I got it. The rumor is that at some point in time during history that the Masons were in traded i'll say it differently that time by the illuminati and so let me ask you do you believe in the illuminati well i really didn't even know what they were but for our listening audience let me just say that according to history they were formed in 1776 by bavaria i don't even know where that is well that's not on my vacation list i mean you know i probably went the, the closest I could say in Bavaria was Boca Grande, and they're total opposite places. But their mission in terms of being the Luminati's were about a utopian society. And, you know, I, I tend to believe there's a lot of people that truly believe the Illuminati is here, and they're after the one world order to where one day that's going to take over, and it'll be one, one world. There's lots of signs of it out there. Well, where I mean, they think want to about do away with the American dollar and have one world order where you have one coin that's used in any country. Think about, regardless of what side of politics that you're on, and we're not picking any side, but I'm just saying just think about it for just a minute. When you think about stuff like that, you truly could kind of let your mind go there because we are, depending on what side we are, we are convinced that we are the right side. And I'm not saying it's the left side or the right side that is the right side. I think that you do have people out there that love the the freedom of having an opinion, and it may not be the same as your neighbor, but we kind of respect that. Then you have the other side that is all about it needs to be this one type of leadership and everybody just kind of fall in line. And so I think that kind of lends itself for us to kind of wonder is the Illuminati still in existence today. And I think that's what we just got through watching something on the History Channel and uh. kind of prep for this episode. And I think there's two sides of the coin, again, uh, do people really truly believe that the Illuminati exists today? Now, they know by fact that they existed in Years 1776 ago. when they were formed. But there's been some question as to whether they exist today. And I think the fascinating thing was this whole story was built on, get this, and I mean, you're the one that kind of tapped well, us into for, it. Okay. Hang on before you go there. Okay. You know, as we talk about this Illuminati, does it exist or not exist? You go back just a few years ago. Do you remember that movie that Will Smith was in called Enemy of the State? Yeah. All right. When you watch that back in that particular year, they had all these gadgets that they could track people and all this, and you watched it, you think, there's there ain't no way that anybody can do that. <laughs> all right, today you step back and you go back and watch it, and it's just pretty common now of the features and things that they were tracking people. It's just common stuff. 
a few years ago when Edward Snowden said, uh, hello, wait a minute, they're uh, recording every phone call that you make, and they got it on uh, hard disk, every phone conversation that you ever make. People went, ain't no way that could be going on. Well, guess what? Edward Snowden was right, and he felt so strongly about getting that out that he gave up his freedom for that. And it makes you sit back. Could this exist? Now, there's going to be a lot of folks that argue with me and say the Illuminati, that's all made up. But if the stuff that Edward Snowden talked about could be true, could it not be true that the Illuminati does exist? I think there's always that possibility. I think for the average person, especially you and I sitting in a little Mississippi. Yeah. You and I, let's just go ahead and face it. We are clueless to so many things that are around us going on that we have no idea. And for the most part, that's where everybody lies. They're so caught up in their world. I mean, let's face it. For some families, they're just trying to get through the day. They got kids. They're trying to wrestle them and get them to school. They're trying to get them home, get homework done, get them fed, get them washed. Maybe they get a, a little TV time. The parents are exhausted when they go to bed. Do you think that they are actually sitting there contemplating if they exist and probably if they did they don't even have time to digest what that means to them you know i I hear so many times people say well that doesn't affect me and they go on about their business the sad part about all that at some point in time it will affect you things that go on in the world there's evil out there there's people that want to control your lives and you know you always have that fear as you read revelations of uh, being marked by the beast does all of this stuff lead up to that? It's kind of scary and makes you sit back and go, huh. It does. But then there's also the logic, the logical side of you that says, could this truly happen? And I guess what we're trying to do is kind of paint the picture for this episode is, do you believe the stuff that we're getting ready to tell you or do you not? So where do we even start on this, Scotty? Well, you know, I was watching a guy and he used to, and I'm not sure that he still has it, called Brad Mesner. And he had a uh, TV show that was on the Discovery Channel. And each week he would go into some form of history and tell something about it you just didn't know. Like, did you know that John F. Kennedy's brain has been stolen? No. Boy, you want to talk about something that's interesting. That's one of the things that he went into. The next thing is grab a seat because I'm not saying I'm still hanging on to John F. Kennedy's brain has been stolen. It has been. For what purpose? Well, it's for so that an autopsy could not be performed on the brain. When John F. Kennedy was shot, his brain was taken out, and an autopsy of it was not performed. It was taken and sealed in a container with whatever fluids would preserve your brain, and I I don't know what the name of it is. Right. It was taken to the National Archives where they got all of this stuff stored by his secretary, Miss Lincoln. And, of course, you know all of the... President Lincoln's secretary was named Kennedy, and of course, Kennedy's secretary was named Lincoln. A lot so of similarities. Cons- conspiracy theorists that yeah. have some kind of saying with that. Okay. But she locks it up in the vault with all of the documents. She spent three years there, I think, typing everything up and putting it in the boxes. And then they go in one day and it's gone. And there's no record of anyone entering there. And the box that contained his brain is gone. And conspiracy theory goes, they don't want that to be looked at because maybe it would have proved something in an autopsy about his death. Interesting. And so do you believe, you know, you get deeper into that. Was it one shooter? And I know that they've gotten on TV and they've tried to explain how that one bullet 
could go down to the to the gas station, turn around, come back to my house, and go back and shoot eight people and twist back around and tell me that there's one bullet, and I still don't believe that. Now, you're a pretty good shot, so you don't think, you don't buy that, huh? No, and if you watch that video, have you ever watched his head motions? Yeah. When you shoot something, it doesn't do that. It, 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 you know, if you shoot something dead on, you're going backwards. You're not going to go in the direction that the bullet come from. It, I, it doesn't make sense to me. So what is this about the Statue of Liberty? Well, this is where it gets hairy. Okay. Uh, they got into this. Do you believe that the Statue of Liberty could stand for something that you and I, I see it as a symbol of freedom, American rights, just, you know, patriotic. But there's another group of people that believe that the Statue of Liberty stands for you. Are you ready for this? Grip your chair. Okay. Satan. That really? It's a symbol of Satan. Okay, well, let's kind of dissect this a little bit. Now, I know that there were, and this is fascinating to me, three individuals that were responsible for building or designing the Statue of Liberty. Correct. You've got Bartoli, Hunt, and Eiffel. Now, where do I know that name Eiffel from? You know where. You're talking the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower. And guess what they all three had in common? Tell me. They were Freemasons. Well, see, there's a first tie-in here then. Exactly. So just to kind of paint the story of where we're going with this. So this guy, you said Brad, Mm -hmm. that does a documentary on... And he's a a well-established writer of history books. I mean, just fascinating Oh, yeah, he's had numerous publications. So he gets a mechanical engineer, a professor, and a lawyer. Yeah. And the lawyer, I think, is a skeptic. And I think he kind of tasked them with going to the Statue of Liberty, talking to several theologians, historians, to find out, is what you just said that some people believe that it is a symbol of Satan, is that true or not? And I thought that was a really interesting little segment. Yeah, and I just, in my mind, I'm, I'm as true blue American as they come. I'm from the Deep South, but I'm an American. And the thought of that blows me away that that could stand for that. Now, do I think there, there could be some things that the Masons hid in the Statue of Liberty? By all means, I do. Because if you look around, everything, your money. Have you ever looked at your dollar bill? Yeah, absolutely. It's full of those. Well, and thing, and I think one of the things that they quickly were told, whether you believe in this or not, was that there were symbols, as you mentioned, that the Freemasons that we know were part of. They were very symbolic. Yeah. That there was... Right, now let me ask this, because I am not a mathematician, but they got into breaking down the height and the width and all of this of the Statue of Liberty, and it kept being one inch everywhere, an extra inch. Yeah, exactly. What does that signify? I don't know, but the mechanical engineer is driven by numbers. Okay. And so they're saying that potentially there are codes and measurements, and that one of them that kept coming up to the top was the number seven. Now, the number seven, if you go back through history, isn't this supposed to be almost like the luckiest number that exists out there? It's mentioned in the Bible several times. It says in the Old Testament, it says, what does the number seven symbolize? And you talked about in the Bible. In the Old Testament, the world was created in six days and God rested on the seventh, creating the basis of the seven-day week we use to this day. 
In the New Testament, the number seven symbolizes the unity of the four corners of the earth with the Holy Trinity. Wow. So it does have a lot of meaning there. It does. Now, on the other hand, you've got the mechanical engineer who, again, is very big in looking at measurements and numbers and what they mean. And you have some of these historians that believe that the number seven is all over the Statue of Liberty. And and here's one. There are seven spikes. Okay. There are 25 windows. And if you look at that, the way that they do this is they take the number two and five. And what does that add up to? Seven. Seven. There are 16 raised leaves that are around the torch. Again, one and six. What does one and six equal? Seven. So there's some thought about seven being seven. But, you know, seven can be if you do any kind of research and look at the significance and the symbolism, you can find symbolism in any number. I guess so, you, you know, I'm not sure that that goes one way or the other in like terms 13 of, is like horrible. Exactly. And I also don't real feel real comfortable with the number six because of, well, Satan. Six, six, six. Oh, yeah, exactly. I stay, I stay away from six and 13 as much as I can. So does that make me superstitious staying away from those two numbers? Maybe, maybe, maybe so. I thought it was interesting that just for from an historical standpoint that you get the Statue of Liberty and you find out that it was actually regifted. Now, to say that again now. The Statue of Liberty was first offered to Egypt. Really? Yeah. But I don't think Egypt could afford. Oh, so they said just keep it because we can't Just keep it. They it. couldn't afford it. So they re-gifted it to the United States. Now, there is some thought that Bartoli, the one that actually came up with the design, has the head of it is to symbolize his mother, the figure. I know that she is in the heavy robe, robe, but underneath, I guess, and her figure, as from what you can see, is of his mistress. Oh, and we can't use that word anymore. Did you hear that this week? What? That word's been banned. We can never use that word again. Mistress? Mistress, yeah, that's been banned. Why? Because they say it's ugly. (laughs) I promise you. Okay. Um, But I'm going to keep using it, y'all. And another thing I didn't know was that at some point when we first got the Statue of Liberty, a lot of people didn't think that it was pretty. They were actually calling her kind of, well, to put it lightly, chunky is what they were calling the Statue of Liberty. Well, and that you if you didn't know this, you wouldn't understand that the fact is that the Statue of Liberty is actually she's shackled. You I, don't see that. No, because her she's standing there. There'd be no way to see her feet. So she is shackled at her feet. Wow. Right. And another interesting thing is at one point, she was actually a lighthouse. Didn't know that either. And this is another thing that I thought was pretty fascinating was she's been attacked that we know of. Three times. You don't hear much about that, do you? Back in 1916, German spies actually set off an explosion, and she was damaged. Then 1956, some Hungarian terrorists actually hung a flag and covered her face. Didn't know that one either. And then back in 1980, an explosion 
was again in her face by some Croatian terrorists. Now, that's been within our, our lifetime. And I don't remember that ever making the news, but I was a kid back then now. I know. And so it's just, there's some very interesting things. But back to the designers. So you've got Bartoli, you've got Hunt, you've got Eiffel that were all of these Freemasons. And, and I think they even go to Forrest when they show the picture of Bartoli. And I think what starts this whole thing about them being Illuminati's is the fact that they had to have their Freemasons would sometimes, is it a Freemason or the Illuminati's would sometimes bury their hand the in, their, in their coat. So uh, you would only Napoleon see, did it. Yeah, so you would only see one exposed hand with the other one being within the coat. So whenever you see a portrait somewhere of somebody with that hand hidden, it's a symbol from the Freemasons. And there are an estimated 6 million Freemasons that exist today. But the question is, does the Illuminati exist? And there's a lot of people that are going to say, yes, they do. Uh, As they get into this show, they could not prove that they still exist, that they did at one time. You brought that up a little bit earlier. But is there an elite group in the world that is pulling the strings of presidents, leaders of countries? Is it a small group that really run the world from behind the scenes? And that's an interesting thought, isn't it, Terry? Well, I think that you're always going to have those conspiracy theorists that believe that what is a symbol for us and what we perceive as the meaning of that symbol is something totally different from them. And I think the point was made that if you go and look for this, if you truly believe in these symbols, you'll start seeing these symbols Everywhere. I mean, look at Washington, D.C. Look at the symbolism that exists in some of those monuments today. You go and look at the Statue of Liberty. There were some other things in terms of Atlas that would represent one world order. I mean, he's carrying the world on his shoulders and the symbolism there again. And they're saying that that could, and they they place him. And that Atlas is another thing that symbolizes uh, Illuminati uh, existence today because that, again, symbolizes a one world order so i think the point that they're trying to make is if you look for it you'll find it yeah and as you get into this the illuminati is really totally different than a mason the illuminati was a a group that formed on its own and then went inside of the masons and supposedly became bad after that and they were after the one world order and almost outside of religion as the way we know it because the masons are, are very religious people but you get into the illuminati and supposedly they gave a little bit there towards Satan, that they may have praised Satan. And people are saying some of these conspiracy theories where it goes really deep that the Statue of Liberty really stands for that. That is a really good point. That was the misinterpretation of the word Lucifer. Now, how so? Well, because when you look at the definition of Lucifer... Now, for the, most people, Lucifer is the angel that fell from heaven that is the devil. That is just, that's that's what it means. He is Mr. 666 himself. Right, and so that's why they associate the Statue of Liberty associated with Lucifer because they said that Lucifer is one who bears light. Guess who bears light is the Statue of Liberty because she she's did. holding the torch. But to others, the Statue of Liberty is no more than the symbol of light. And a theologian said that what it is, is it's simply the misinterpretation of the word Lucifer. That if you look in the book of Isaiah, Lucifer is strictly how they just referred to 
the one who bears light. And that is not who we think of when we think of Lucifer today, that that is strictly how someone took that the meaning of one word and turned it into something that it was not intended to be. That was never intended to be. That the Statue of Liberty was nothing more than to signify the end of the Civil War, freedom with France, and a symbolism of freedom. And I guess if you had to ask me, Scotty, how I would see it, I think you would stir up a hornet's nest to say that it was nothing more than probably one of our finest symbolisms that we have today. And in today's world, you could choose your left hand or your right hand. Does it symbolize freedom? Does it symbolize Satan? And I think we've got enough going on in the world today that we need more good things in our life than we need bad. Oh yeah. So I choose to think of it as a symbolism of freedom, and I sure hope that others will see it for that as well. Uh, it's it's freedom. It's that chance of uh, of liberty, of freedom, of all your dreams. That's what she stands for in my head. Uh, it's the American dream. And I think it goes bigger than that. I think it goes to the fact that you can take anything, and this serves a bigger picture. You can take any symbolism, any statue, any any monument, any historical fact, any historical meaning or symbolism and try to turn it into something negative. But don't we need more positive in our life right now in the way that our world is turning upside down in a lot of different aspects? Don't we need to find good in our symbolism and our statues rather than looking at it in a negative light? Oh, I agree 100%. So I choose to see it as something awesome. As always, there's a certain group of people that you just cannot convince otherwise. But in the eyes of most Americans, and as Terry and I believe, the Statue of Liberty stands for everything that America is, freedom and good. Her tiara, which has those seven spikes, represents the seven seas and the seven continents of the world. She represents a symbol of freedom to the millions of immigrants that come to her shores. In her crown, there's 25 windows that symbolizes heaven's rays shining out to the world. Those chains on her feet that are broken, well, they represent America breaking away from tyranny. The torch represents enlightenment, and well, her tablet represents the Book of Law. For the millions that go to visit her and across the heartland, the Statue of Liberty represents freedom. She always will. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, have a great week and say a prayer for the red, white, and blue.